Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Five Easy Things, the podcast. I'm Yolanda Albergati, your host. I am coming at you live from Golden Ox Studios here in Cleveland, Ohio. So glad to have you on this journey where we discover and explore five actionable tips or hacks to help you live your best life. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button and also leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. This episode is made possible by the support of Chuck's Fine Wines. Chuck's has been a Chagrin Valley beverage destination for over 75 years. With a wide variety of fine wines, craft beers, specialty foods, and cheese, there is something to please every palate and every budget. They care about you and the safety of your family during this challenging time and encourage you to take advantage of curbside pickup or delivery. Call 440-247-7534. Follow them on Facebook and visit their website at chucksfinewines.com. All right. I am super excited to have on with me one of, I would say, my most favorite people in the world, for sure, Jane Flaherty. And Jane is uh, an estate planning attorney. And I'm super psyched to have you, Jane. So introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a little bit about what you do. Sure. Um, Hi, everyone. I am an estate planning attorney. I was licensed in 1989, 31 years ago already. I don't know where it went. Girl, you're talking your age. You don't need to tell that. (laughs) You were three at the time. (laughs) <laughs> I will tell you about my experience, Yolanda, because I have helped families of all kinds everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even though family might be the same or a person might be the same, all the stuff that concerns them, they're all different no matter where you are. So for 30 years, I've talked to a lot of different types of families. Mm-hmm. And and I like that a lot. And I clerked the probate court and I did trust work. And I've been in my own practice now for five years. Mm-hmm. And I just love helping people control what they can, especially in this time. So tell our listeners how they can reach out to you. Sure. Um, my website is my name, Jane Flaherty, with ESQ.com at the end. Jane Flaherty, ESQ.com. My phone number and email is on the website if you want to go to that. And you can get a hold of me for that, that way. Talk and text. Too. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So what nuggets are you going to share with us? All right, so you asked for five easy things. And for me, they're easy, but for other people, they may not be easy. So I want to talk about my five tools, the five tools I use in estate planning. So as I said earlier, no two families are alike. However, I use the exact same five tools to help them protect themselves, support each other, and take care of their beneficiaries. And the five things in my toolkit are a HIPAA waiver, a healthcare power, a living will, a durable financial power, and a last will and testament. I'm sure you've heard at least a couple of those names before. And most people do think that all they need is a will. They Mm -hmm. get their will done and they got the world set. They've taken care of their family. And that is true. But there are ways that you can take care of your family even better. And more importantly, take care of you even better. So, My clients always want to make sure everyone's taken care of when they die. But 
but I want to take care of my clients. Mm. So I want to make sure that they name someone to help them in case they're sick, in case they're hospitalized, hospitalized, in case they lose their mental capacity, which sometimes I feel with COVID. I did, uh, but it's back. <laughs> this happens a lot. And so I want to make sure my beneficiaries are taken care of. So I have these five documents. The first four are valid during your life to take care of you while you're alive. And the last one is the one that takes care of your beneficiaries when you pass. Gotcha. So the first, the first three tools legally and you legally empower someone to take care of your health care. Right now, there's people in hospitals and in nursing homes, and no one has the right to talk about their health care or find out what's going on with them. Or people in homes, and you want to be able to make appointments and take them places, and they don't have the legal right to do this. So the first three tools are the HIPAA waiver. That has to do with just communicating. I'm from a big family. I have about 10 people on my HIPAA waiver, my neighbors, my friends, some siblings. If I'm in the hospital or with a doctor, they might want to know, and I'm willing to have them know information about me. The second one is a healthcare power. There, I've only named three people. The healthcare power allows you to give someone else the legal right to make a medical decision for you because you're not able to do it. So think I'm in a car accident. I got an illness, I'm not competent, I'm in surgery. I'm giving three people the right to make a decision for me if I'm not able to do it. Mm. And done that legally so that they don't have to go to probate court and get a guardianship name. They have the right to enforce it. The third one in healthcare is a living will. And unfortunately with COVID, it's much more clear now. When you get into a position where you're in a permanently unconscious state or a terminal illness and you're not gonna survive, you have the right to say, hey, doctors, take away all of the machines that are attached to me, except for the good drugs, except for the comfort care. <laughs> right? right. And see what God has to say about it. And sometimes some family members, whether it's religious or personal reasons, they want to fight that. And they want to say, no, no, leave them on the machines. Well, the living will says to your loved ones, I thought about this and this is what I want. Please honor what I want. And they have to because it's a legal document that says, mm -hmm. right. And that's a really important thing. So that helps so much too with grief um, in the family. Mm -hmm. If they've decided all the things and someone passes, they're honoring what their loved one wanted, not, not killing them. So that's the, those are the ones that have to do with your health. Those three HIPAA waiver, healthcare power, living well. So the fourth document is the tool that you decide someone can help you handle your money. Let's say you're in that car accident. Well, who's gonna pay your bills? Who's gonna take care of things? Who's gonna make sure you get your income or your benefits or handle your stocks or you know, uh, contribute to your retirement plan? Well, you give that person the right now while you're alive and well, because my, durable, my powers of attorney are durable. They survive your incapacity. If you didn't have a financial power of attorney prior to becoming incapacitated with illness or accident or whatever, in order to handle a financial issue, you'd have to go to probate court. So a durable financial power of attorney, along with that second document, the healthcare power, keeps you out of probate court and guardianship. Wow. So those are so important when you're alive, right? And those are the ones my clients... 
they're delighted to have them when they learn about them because they come to me just worried about after they die. Mm -hmm. And I worry about them while they're alive because some of you may have families like me. You might have a sibling who would try to march their way in and make all the decisions for you. And they are the last person you want having anything to say about what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. So what some people don't understand is when you choose your agents, you're also choosing who is not your agent. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Real important. And then the fifth tool, which everybody knows about, is the last will and testament. So that's what most people come to me. The last will and testament is a document that says, hello, court. I um, have minor, if my children are minor children when I die, these people I want you to interview to see if they would be good guardians. Um, These are the children I want to inherit from me, the people I want to inherit This is the child I don't want to receive anything from me, whether because you're estranged and you don't want them to have it or because they're on Medicaid benefits and you want to make sure they don't get anything outright that might mess up their their benefits. Last wills and testaments are so uh, critical for waiving bond. In the state of Ohio, if you die without a will, you have to post a bond like insurance so that you don't steal the assets of the estate. But the things they're most important for is for blended families, people who marry a second marriage or whatever, but have children from other marriages, Mm. Um, people who are partnered, but not legally married. They can legally do anything married couples can do in writing. So we can take care of that. Engaged couples. Some people have engagements that last a few years. And when someone passes, um, they don't inherit because they're not married. So a will will make sure they inherit. When you have minor children, um, all, there's lots of reasons to have a last will and testament on there. So um, also I want to suggest, maybe you'll put these in the notes, Yolanda, we talked about how titling assets is really the number one way to take control. And so um, any asset that's titled to a beneficiary will not go through probate and will not be gone by your will. So, so if you, yeah, and if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the other episode, then you need to go back and listen to that one or listen to them both. You actually need to listen to them both and you need to listen to them a couple times because there's a lot of information in there. So before I let you go, um, talk about um, this because we've had this conversation before. Um, This whole idea of a state, and I'm using air quotes here because sometimes people think a state means you have this huge amount of money or whatever, and that's not what it's about. But talk about how planning your estate is really a way of showing care for the people that you love. You're right there. So um, I say that estate planning has nothing to do with taxes or the amount of money you have. It has to do with kindness and control. So even if you just have a car, for instance, that's all you own. You might have three bucks in a bank account and you might have a car. By putting a beneficiary designation on both of those, you save your loved ones from going to probate court. You give them the legal right to handle stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't, sure, if you have millions of dollars, a lot of people think that's an estate. But if you have just an old Chevy Vega in the car. Mm -hmm. That's your estate, yeah. Your paycheck that's coming in and maybe a tax return, you know, Mm -hmm. those things. It's, it's the kindness that you're showing because when you pass, your loved ones are grieving and the, to struggle on what you wanted is so, so much harder than having you put a plan together and they're just following the plan you put out and mm-hmm. they're 
That's awesome. Thank you, Jane, so much. I appreciate you. You know that. So share your uh, share your website again for the listeners. Sure. It's janeflaherty.esq.com. That's Jane, F-L-A-H-E-R-T-Y, E-S-Q as in queen, dot com. Thank you, Jane. You're welcome. Thank you, Yolanda. I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who's been listening to the podcast and showing us mad love and giving us ratings and subscribing and reviewing. I really appreciate your support. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing.